So I think uh, we need to point something out really quick. Uh oh, what did we do wrong? Uh, last episode, what? There was no clinking of anything. There was no clinking of wine. There was no clinking of drinks. It's a hundred degrees outside. I know. We had some milkshakes, <laughs> and we could have at least smushed some styrofoam together. We didn't do it though. Uh, and we don't have any drinks right now either because we're. It's still a hundred degrees outside, outside, and I don't want to get drunk and then go outside. That sounds terrible. <laughs> it does sound terrible. Also, it sounds like a really easy way to get drunk, though, because isn't it like if it's really hot out and you're like sweating, doesn't mm-hmm. that like make you get drunk faster? Because you're yeah. getting dehydrated. We are being responsible adults. So, so today, the wine is purely W H I N E, and there's wine in our souls. True. True that. We cordially request that you be our dinner guests as you join us for another episode of Wine and Dine. Hey guys, and welcome back to Wine and Dine. I'm Megan. I'm Ashley. And on episode four today, we wanted to give you a little something different. I like different. Because we've done some books that make us angry, some books we want to read about, not judging people. Hashtag no judging. Hashtag no judge. And now, when I talk about books, make me sad. Oh my god. Bring me down. That's all you. Make me cry. This is going to be 45 minutes of Megan telling you all the sappy, horrible, tearjerker. I'm just going to sit here and look cute. Yes. And I'm going to start that list out with a Yeti in the mist. I'm kidding. <laughs> Every episode. I promise. Uh, you, you need to like throw, find a way to like just throw it in there instead of just like like handing it to them you gotta like sneak it in that's true that's true like, have you, you can't just give it to them every I'll, time like, on our monthly reads or whatever i'm just gonna like continuously list a yeti in the mist from now on <laughs> like i'm gonna read this one i'm not gonna no. talk about it so but before we get to that mm-hmm. it's time to do some whining oh goodness what do we got today <sighs> so as you guys know i mentioned it several times I like young adult fiction. Oh, God. What I happened do. again? No. It? I just noticed in my own self, I'm whining about myself. Uh-oh. What happened? That I don't, I don't know where the cutoff is between young adult fiction, mm-hmm. new adult fiction, sci-fi. I don't understand it. I don't. Because mm. growing up, I used to have kids books, and then there was like, adult books middle grade books yeah okay so like if you're talking about that there's like kids books like boxcar children is where you i think that would be like the cutoff like you went from reading little kids books with pictures and stuff to like boxcar children and junie b jones i guess that would be like middle okay so you have picture books Mm -hmm. so like actual picture books that mom and dad used to sit there and read to you yeah those are like little kid books those are little kid books and i'd say like um judy b jones or like your first chapter book yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Okay, so that's still a kid's book then, right? But it's still, yeah, it's it's meant for the more advanced child reader. Okay, so what is a middle grade book then? I would say probably something that's, I would say has to be 300 pages or more. Okay, so it's it's still not an adult book, but it's longer. Right. I would still say it has some of the ch- like childish-esque, you're reading about your your own age that i think that's the thing with the these genres is that i think if you can see yeah i'm this age and i'm reading it it's for you know 
teens or young like teens as in like the ages between i think like 13 to 16 see but here's here's my wine okay is that i don't know how to put this i will openly admit that i love young adult books however okay because i don't understand them sometimes i feel bad about reading them and here's my example i started reading harry potter when i was nine years old okay i still read harry potter as a 26 year old Mm. harry potter to me yes it's a children's book but like it means more to me now Mm. than it did when i was nine years old because i can grasp some of the adult stuff so i guess my wine is more centered around should there be a uh uh what do you call a genre yeah called read this when i was a kid but it's still awesome as an adult (laughs) like i i think that's just a that's an overarching book though i'm just saying i'm not reading judy b jones as a 26 year old okay i continue to read harry potter and i continue to read a young adult because i like it but, like, as a 26-year-old, obviously I'm tired of getting dirty looks. But at the same time, like, I also have, like, this inner battle within myself. Mm. Like, should I stop reading young adult books? Because I'm 26 and I've been reading Harry Potter for almost the last 20 years. Right. No. I'm, I Read whatever you want. Okay. Like, one, you're spending the money. Yes. You should be able to pick up whatever you want. Thank you. Except for picture books. I mean... I mean, no, I'm not just going out and being like, the dog ran. The dog ran fast. The dog ran fast into the street. The dog got hit by a car. Like, no. Dang, girl, you mean like... (laughs) Yes, I legitimately drove that book off a bridge. But I... I don't know. I do. It is frustrating that I that we complain so much Mm -hmm. about getting judged for YA. But at the same time, like... I guess my whine is that I'm finally starting to see, not, I'm not starting to agree with them. Yeah. But I can see through their eyes why, you know, someone reading the same book for 20 years, I don't know. I don't think there's a problem with you. I really don't. I, I, most of the stuff on my shelf is YA and YA fantasy. Yeah. So... I mean, you and me get the same creepy looks. Yeah, that's true. And I'm not stopping. Let's get go throwback. No judge. Hashtag, Hashtag no, no judge. judge. Um, but yeah, I guess that's just my whine is that I actually am kind of upset with myself because we've talked about how I'm like, oh, I'm so tired of people judging me. Yeah. And then like I sort of mini judged myself. So I I'm I'm with you on that. I I'm starting to feel the pressure of maybe I need to expand my reading tastes yeah i don't think there's anything wrong with that i think that's awesome maybe i should try to pick up um a little bit more out of each genre yeah and and see what do i like what do i not like i mean i certainly don't just read ya right like especially we're going to talk about that today talking about some books that make me cry like yes one of them happens to be harry potter but i i do have books outside of that that would be considered new adult or just uh maybe yeah. contemporary yeah yeah the, but, the one i have yeah. one so i don't just read ya but like i don't know I, I i'm struggling i'm struggling within myself the struggle is real apparently Dottie is struggling too Dottie, you struggling today 
You called her out. That's why I was, why she I was hoping that I would be like, God, are you struggling today? And then she'll be like, mm. Bless you. Bless you. Kind, sweet child. Anywho. <laughs> but yeah, I guess that's my wine. And if anybody else feels that way, that's like they're a little conflicted, feel free to tweet at us and let me know I'm not alone because yeah. I feel kind of alone. Yeah. Well, since I only have one, I figured I'll go first. Oh, yeah. Because so- you have like what? 70 80 of them i probably do yes um and you know 72 out of the 80 are all harry potter but (laughs) no i just tearjerker books i feel like are very they're hard to find for me i'm a very visual person okay and i like so like i cry a lot at movies yeah i bawled my eyes out at the good dinosaur okay like i cry at the drop of a hat books for me though I, I definitely cry less than movies, but I'm so good at getting into a fantasy world mm. that, like, I can see it. I feel like it's happening mm. to me still. Yeah. You, on the other hand, are nope. just heartless and, like, yes. heart of stone. I guess. I, I, it takes a lot. It takes... She doesn't even cry at movies, guys. Like, that's what... Like... Okay. okay. Opposites attract, and I think that's why we're friends. I must Purely be. because I of do. our tearjerker <laughs> book preferences okay so like when you put when you pitched this to me i literally thought of one of dane cook's stand-up skit that he did where it's the pre-cry you know it's not an, it's not the actual cry yet but it's the pre-cry the <laughs> it's like you have to get those deep breaths in because you know you're gonna cry soon and it's gonna happen and, and you just feel it in your soul like I do that more with my books than I actually shut it off like a boss. And then I like I I take a deep breath. I take those few like deep breaths and calm myself down. Go okay, it's gonna be okay. No, it's never okay. That okay? That's the big difference. I'm gonna try that from now on and just telling myself it's gonna be okay. Because literally, (laughs) the first words out of my mouth when I hear when I feel that pre cry coming on is I'm not okay. I only have that. I've, I I will go over the one that I have done that to, okay. where I was just like, I'm I'm not okay, not okay with any of this, right? And it was here's my issue. Like I don't cry at books. I get defensive. Oh, like you get angry. I get angry. Like I think that's my the emotion that comes out of me is when something gets sad or depressing or it's just the characters going through the roughest patch of their life. I get really like. No, you're going to come out of this and you're going to come out on top. And you're just like, I'm their motivational coach for this. Like, are you like in the books? Are you the person that would be a stereotypical person at the movies going, don't go in that room? No, don't yeah. you talk to that person? Don't you go out in the dark? Like, <laughs> yeah, no, I was like that. Like, for the for that Dreamfall one, yeah, like when they started like hinting at there's something that's not okay with something, I was like, oh, I know who it is. Yeah, I know why it is like that. Why don't you guys figure it out? Yeah, why I have figured it out. I can why figure this you? out. Why can't you figure this out? And then like they, <laughs> there's somebody else like tells the other tells another character, hey, this is a thing, and I'd be like, you don't just sit there in a group and go, I wonder who this is. <laughs> I'd be like. I know who you are, kind sir, ma'am, and you need to get the fuck away from me. <laughs> and that—that's me. Like I was like screaming. I am much more 
of a, why aren't you doing this? Why are you doing this? Why are you going into this this room? You know better than to go into this room. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling I'm going to be like that with the Madeline kids a lot. Oh, I'm so excited <laughs> to hear <laughs> your I'm review. Going, but I'm going to be going into that book knowing that's going to happen. Like, I really just want, like, on a side note about meddling kids, I really want at some point for that full line to be in there. And I would have gotten away for it, with it, too, if it wouldn't have been for you meddling kids and your dog or whatever it is. Like, I need it. He says it in chapter two. Yes. God, I mean, I don't know why I get so hype about that kind of stuff. I don't get hype for sad books. Like, one of the books that I am going to talk about tonight, mm-hmm. when it was recommended to me, I literally read the back and I was like, I don't. Mm, you no. mean like the book that you tried to push on me at the um library one the whole she quits her job <laughs> and you know if she just stops like just opening her mouth her mother would call her back and i'm like how does this I, make you think of me i and looked honestly, at her and i said like, this book makes me think of you and she just I, kept looking at me like you're a mean person <laughs> would you think i speak to my mother i have a job like it just reminded me of the type of books she could read that she would get into because that book does not interest me at all but ashley and i have very different i mean it's weird because sometimes we overlap Mm. but ashley is so good at broadening her horizons when what it when it comes to what she's reading Mm. whereas i am very centered to i like this type of book and this is what i'm gonna read Mm. like when i when i go book shopping right one of the things you call me out on is even if i'm meh about it i grab it because i've been meh about so many books in the past and then Mm -hmm. i read them and i'm like oh holy shit this is the best thing i've ever read i'm so happy i read it i mean I'll, i'll do cover pickups like um Little White Lies and Little Black Dresses. Like, that was, I totally saw that at the library, and it reminded me of um, Breakfast at Tiffany with Audrey Hepburn, and I was like, I love Audrey Hepburn. Breakfast at Tiffany's was okay. Yeah. I'm going to read this book, and yeah, it was a three-star or two-ish book. I probably could have lived my life without it. Mm -hmm. I mean... Yeah. I I'm also one of those people that I read so frequently. You so read a lot. I do. I read all the time. Now, I do read a lot less now that I am working at the Masonic Home. So the two jobs I've had before this is mm-hmm. I worked at the juvenile center for two years. Yeah. Pri- like only on nights basically. Right. And all that entailed is when the kids went to sleep. We did an hour of watch tours and an hour of control time. And that left us with four and a half hours to do whatever we wanted. So I was flying through books. Then I was a nanny, which anytime that the kid napped, I'm, you know, I'm reading a book. You know, I I can do whatever I want, basically. Now I'm at the Masonic home working a nine to five job that, you know, requires every third weekend. And because I'm in activities, it does require a lot of paperwork outside, bringing work home, planning things for the next week. So I don't have nearly as much time to read as I want, but I, I still buy books yeah. like I used to when I had all the time in the world. I need to get audio. Over that. I, man, I audiobook more now than I did when I when I started well it's also because you drive an hour to and then from work yeah so I need something two hours a day that you have to listen to an audiobook if the audiobook is 11 hours you can get that done in a little over a week yep pretty much so speaking of books 
I want to hear the book that made you cry. Okay. So if you guys follow me on Goodreads, you will actually know the only book that I ever stated that I cried in was Words in Deep Blue. This was back on 2017 is when I read this, about a, last year, mm-hmm. around this time, actually. I literally state, I first have to say that I cried. Yes, which, if you, <laughs> if you guys know Ashley, which you should by listening to this, Heart of Stone. Like, no I teared up. Like, I was actual, like, tears. And it was even to the point where David was, like, stopped what he was doing and was like, are, are you, you okay? okay? And I was like, No! not okay i'll never be okay again like this is like hard and he's like honey what's so what's what's making you sad i was like this book it's just so much i can't handle it (laughs) it and it's the shortest book i've ever seen like it's only i think it's just around um yeah it's just around 200 pages like it's not even a lot it's just it gets to you yeah i just it gets to me and i'm i will go ahead here and share with everybody the actual synopsis okay okay so words in deep blue author it was by kathy crowley uh it looks like it, it might be a, a, a an issue but like on deep uh, on deep reads the words in deep blue. oh I, I saw deep but um on goodreads it says by kath crowley mm. so i don't i don't know if it's kath or if that's just a misprint but yeah. But the synopsis is, this is a love story. It's a story of howling books where readers write letters to strangers, to lovers, to poets. It's the story of Henry Jones and Rachel Sweetie. They were best friends once before Rachel moved to the sea. Now she's back working at the bookstore, giving her grieving for her brother Carl and looking for the looking uh, and looking for the future and the books people love and the words they leave behind so just from that synopsis i already can tell it's going to be a sad book first of all she's lost her brother and it's a like a long lost love and there's going to be some definite lost love poems love letters whatever that she finds in these books and that's what got me the the author literally like the way she goes about dealing with a loss of a sibling i have not lost any siblings Mm -hmm. i have lost grandparents though and that left and it 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 leaves a gap in your life and it's traumatic and the the raw emotion that rachel as a character portrays just it hit home Mm -hmm. like i i would be like one of those do not read this around your father's passing yes like that that's what threw me for a loop is my i read this in july my grandmother had passed in december Mm -hmm. and it was just one of those like it was still fresh it was still an open wound and i was just like everything that character was going through just hit home for me and it was just like everything was lined up perfectly and i just i cried and i lost it and I think that's the only time in my reading journey thus far that I have had such a heart, like a connection in a connection where I, I, I emotionally felt. Now, let me ask you a question though. Mm-hmm. If you had read this book in November, do you think you would have liked the book as much as you did? I think I probably, let's see, I gave this four stars. 
I probably which in terms of Ashley books is actually pretty fantastic. Yeah, that was pretty good. It was it's pretty much going it's it it's per, it's it's really good. There's a few issues that I had, but for the most part but for it the is most part good. it was good. And I don't know, like cuz I had such a resounding connection with this book, I can't unsee it oh i i feel you so like this is the one book that you know when we're talking about crying this is the one book for me that i just i don't think i could see it any other way if i pick that up again and i would love to have my own copy that's what's kind of crappy about this book is that it came out it was published originally in australia the author is from australia Mm -hmm. it was originally uh, published over there it took a whole year and a half for it to get to the states oh wow yeah and it was a small publishing company they didn't do a big push on it Mm -hmm. so i'm gonna have to go on thrift books or i think i accidentally came across it one time at a um hbp and i didn't pick it up because it was like 15 they were selling it for 15 bucks yeah that sounds right because it was still fresh i went to buy a book for uh, a lady that works at, or not that works, a resident at the Masonic home, because mm-hmm. she really wanted to read the autobiography of Rosa Parks. She's like, I have to read it. Well, none of the libraries had it in large print. Right. So I found it. I looked on thrift books. They're selling it for 15 to $88. And it wasn't a signed copy. It wasn't anything. It was just like a, a pristine library condition of it mm-hmm. or whatever. So I'm like, dang. I'm like, it's probably not on Amazon, but I'll look. Sure enough very uh, light or like new condition or whatever is what's checked off for it's prime it's supposed to be arriving tomorrow night for her so that takes care of one of my residents who really wants to read a book but because of you know vision impairments Mm -hmm. needs a bigger copy and i found it super cheap on amazon but all of my normal sources that i looked for before amazon because i was just so sure it wasn't going to be on there almost 80 dollars for a book some no yeah. No. But that I mean that that's the only one that ever that that honestly made me cry. Now, if we were going to talk about the ones that made me rage quit or made me get mad, we would need 3 episodes for that actually. Or, you know, <laughs> made me go, yeah, let's stick to the man kind of thing. <laughs> Speaking of, there was a book at the library sale today that I almost picked up and it was called How to Overthrow Your Government. <laughs> And I was like, I'm going to check out with this book. There's going to be a camera that sees me somewhere. SWAT's going to show up in my house. Like, no, no, but I did. I had a, I had a good chuckle looking, yeah. looking at that book. Some of those, some, some books like that, the titles where you just sit there and be like, why? Why, why not though? Why, why would you why name not? it like that? I think it would have been funnier if it was like a book of recipes, like not, and I don't mean bomb recipes. I mean like how to make a chocolate pie. And then like one of the ingredients was just like sprinkle in your hopes for anarchy. Like <laughs> for mean, extra flavor, yeah. put a dash of communism. Yeah. If someone could just make a how to overthrow your government cookbook for me. Please, please do. Oh my gosh, what was the one that I I threw out? I was, I always said in college, I I have to write this book. I think it was like the five steps of a relationship or something, but it was like related to food. Remember, like, I I used to tell everybody they were going, I wanted, you don't want the cupcake phase. Don't do the cupcake phase. I know, but half the times that you talked to me about that were when I was absolutely (laughs) drunk off my 
But, like, I'm not... But you liked the idea. I loved the idea. And I know I loved the idea because drunk Megan is super supportive (laughs) of her friends. Like, I don't even care if I didn't like the idea. Drunk Megan loved the idea. Well, the whole reason I got that idea for a book, uh, because I was like, I was watching my best friend's wedding. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love Uh, that. I know. And they, in the, at the end where she's like, sometimes you don't want a parfait. Sometimes all you want is jello i can be jello you are you never 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 be jello (laughs) i could be jello you cannot be jello i forgot that (laughs) that is the words i live by right there you could never be jello oh i'm gonna get that tattooed on you at some point (laughs) you're just gonna wake up one morning i'll have chloroformed you but you could never be jello somewhere i don't know i'll figure it out Oh my god. Well, have you not noticed, like, David used to scream that, we are not jello! Oh, no. I never knew what he meant by it. That's why it was. I will not be jello! Oh my lord. Okay. (laughs) So, I've got my phone out for my Goodreads. Okay. I've tried to narrow it down, because I... You have so many! Yeah, I cry everything. So, Jesse's afraid to take me to movies anymore, because right after my dad died, Mm. I mean, like, the week that my dad died. Yeah. We went to see The Good Dinosaur, okay? Oh, my God. We're thinking, it's a cutesy little kids movie. No. We're going to go see it. No. Disney and, and DreamWorks, Mm-mm. take your heart and run it through the blender. Mm-mm. So, luckily, it was just us and one other couple in the theater because I am obnoxiously <laughs> sobbing. Oh, my God. If you have not seen The little the Good Dinosaur, go I see it. I have not, so please Go don't. see it. <laughs> But there's a part, and I know you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. So when, when the meteor comes and he dies? No, he doesn't die. Like, that's the whole point, is that the meteor never killed the dinosaurs. That's oh, the, that's that, the that's whole the point of this. Okay. Yes. And he's, you know, dinosaur is friends with, like, the caveman, who actually is kind of like a dog. And there's, like, a barrier. But they're trying to mourn something together. Mm. And they just start howling at the sky because that's the only way that they can really communicate together and they both know they can share in their grief and every bit of me just wanted to start howling at the ceiling like it was bad so jesse's like oh okay next week after that ted 2 comes out well i didn't think it had been out but we went to see it before it left the theater or whatever mm-hmm. and he's thinking oh no problem this is just an absolutely jokey whatever it's, it's gonna be hilarious tongue-in-cheek movie no um ted at one point if you haven't seen it it's been forever i i will spoil this for you mm-hmm. um at one point um not ted oh shoot john i think is his name i don't know who he is anyway he fakes a heart attack and my dad died of heart complications and i'm just sitting there like nope this was too soon and i had to walk out of the theater and calm i compose myself because we were in a very full theater at that mm-hmm. point point. and jesse's like i don't think we should go see movies for a little while just don't think i think it's a bad idea yeah. take so a, take a break <laughs> but i do i cry very easily at everything if it's sad you cry it is if it's the least bit sad if there's a little girl and that little girl is sad because her bunny is dirty and needs to be put in the washer i'll probably cry a little bit over it if that little girl is convincing enough like i'm just saying little <laughs> tiny things they i just cried everything no but there's a difference for me between Ooh. little tiny sad tears and what me before you put me through yeah i got nothing sorry yeah, ashley <laughs> Sits here stone faced with a heart don't... of absolute. I mean, rock. I felt bad for the girl, and no. I thought he was a total poopy head. Like, 
So I'm going to go ahead and I have to give spoilers on this one or you won't understand why it made me cry. So if you don't want a me before you spoiler, it was a great episode. I'll see you later. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But from here till I'm done, Mm. it's me before you spoiler time. Okay, tell, so, it, tell it as it is. I will, hold on, I'll get the little synopsis of it instead of I think my, they should know what it is. We've already kind of said the synopsis already. In a, yes, in a prior one, you said, like, how it made you cry and how I'm a heartless bitch. And- you are a heartless bitch. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's it's not a long description, so. Louisa, they- Louisa Clark is an ordinary woman living an exceedingly ordinary life, steady boyfriend, close family, who has never been further afield than their tiny village. She takes a badly needed job working for ex-master of the universe, Will Trainer, who is wheelchair-bound after an accident. Will has always lived a huge life, big deals, extreme sports, worldwide travel, and now he's pretty sure he cannot live the way that he is. Will is acerbic, moody, bossy, but Lou refers or refuses to treat him um, with kid gloves, and soon his happiness means more to her than she expected. When she learns that Will has shocking plans of his own, she will set out to show him that life is still worth living. So, okay, I like the synopsis of that. I think that's very accurate to what the book actually, what the book, yes, actually does. The movie did not do it justice. Go um, figure, right? But I, I still cried at the movie because I knew it was happening. Okay, knew, so here's the thing: like, I just, I was crying I, before it happened, though. Like, the I movie did those pre cries. <laughs> yeah, there's yes. a moment in the book. I think it was right. Before they go on vacation, mm-hmm. I did a little bit of a pre-cry, and then when they go to Switzerland, I was like, "Yeah, dang it!" Especially because they went without her. So yeah, that actually made me mad. Uh huh. That he didn't have the manliness. I don't know to I, so to you, go and ask her to. He just didn't want. He didn't want that to be the memory that she had of him. I mean, I get it, but at the same time, I don't, and I wasn't okay with it. So. But here's the thing. I don't understand how they could not have known the fallout. Yeah. That happened. Because there was, like, reporters at yeah. her door. Yeah. They they knew. They and knew. they didn't, like, have any common decency to, like, try to, like, help the family or to, exactly. like, hide her or to, like... No. I was more peeved at that point. Because you get angry. I just get real mopey. So y'all you are... weren't emotional? Oh, I was emotional, but I was already bawling my eyes out at that point, oh, okay. so it's like it doesn't even matter now. So you guys are about to learn a lot about me. Um, I have suffered from uh, severe depression with some suicidal tendencies since I was 12. So, geez, that's a long time. 14 years? Yep. Um, and I am also a survivor of sexual assault. So, this book decided to check off every sad feeling I've ever had. (laughs) I mean, maybe that I don't have anything traumatic in my life. I would never wish that for you to be able to cry at this book, though. Yeah, but, like, now you're saying all that, I'm sitting here going, maybe that's my problem. No, it's not a problem. Don't say that. (laughs) Um, It's a problem. But... I I am so happy for you that you've never had anything that's happened like that because I literally would not wish the sadness in this book, my life, anybody else's life that's going through upon upon my worst enemy. Yeah. Um, But I think part of the reason I cried so much is that I completely understood where Will was coming from and I also understood where Lou was coming from with her fears. Mm. Um, Mm. So basically, if you guys didn't get it from the book, 
they fall in love and the the line in it is it's not enough dude now i wish i still had my jojo moy's copy i could literally go run and grab it and like i know read it word for word i should have gotten it but basically she's like we're in love and we're happy and he said i am happy but it's not enough because he did he used to live this very lavish lifestyle it's not just about the money it's about the fact that he could go and do things he was very active and Mm. he was always he he was he the way jojo moyes wrote him it's take somebody who lives his life to the fullest literal fullest like literal fullest goes on these epic almost adventures yeah. does travels the world yeah didn't he like climb a mountain or something yes, like he, he climbed did everything a mountain. he did everything and then all of that suddenly being ripped away from you and you're stuck in this you're stuck in a chair you're stuck someone in a chair. constantly taking care of you and usually people are tiptoeing around you like you're a fragile child right his whole life was ripped away from him and i get it mm. but oh my lord did I love that book? Okay, like it made me cry so hard, mm. so hard. Yeah, because spoiler alert, it's not enough, and he kills himself. Okay, well, I guess not himself. There's he has assistance. Yeah, so there is literally a place. I looked it up. It's called a legit Dignitas, place. Yeah, where if you fill out all this paperwork and you go through years of psychiatric evaluation and they decide if you're a good candidate it's always terminal patients people that aren't going to have a fulfilling life kind of thing where you can die in peace and it's basically like not i wouldn't call it lethal injection it's almost like euthanization no i mean that's the same i mean they do they lethal injection hurts hurts more more. though i mean they put you out and then like you go on your own they put him under and then they put the drug in there to basically slow his heart rate down and make it stop and flatline him and that's what he wanted to do and that was his decision and as somebody that has attempted on my life before i get it however i would never i can promise you guys that like i would never do that again like it it hurts way too many people around mm-hmm. you um but i think that's the worst part and that's part of the reason i cried so much is although mm-hmm. i would never support that decision in my own life i get why he made that choice i mean i can wrap my brain around the fact that that was his choice but it still hurt because like i got really attached to lou as well so like i could i felt like i could feel her heart breaking right no i was right there with her with her heart breaking i just wasn't crying into my book though i was just like oh yeah i guarantee there's still tear stains on my book mm -hmm. i was crying into the book like i did the whole (laughs) you jerk Uh -uh. i had to put the book down three times Mm. three times in like the last two chapters you had to ice it (laughs) yes and calm down and then i'd open it back up and then like two pages later i'm just crying again and i'm so happy that jesse was not there at the time Mm -hmm. because if jesse had been there at the time i think he would have put me in a psych ward like why would you subject yourself to this see and that's the random thing is i think we read jojo moy's close to when my grandmother passed like Mm -hmm. it was very close to her passing because i i remember that was still fresh yes um because i want to say that we read that in like february right but here's the thing i didn't have that same effect that i had with the words in deep blue yeah so i think you kind of already got your emotions out with words in deep blue though i read that in july though oh shoot well i don't know you're just a heartless bitch what do you want me to say (laughs) i'm kidding i love you Mm -hmm. but that book wrecked me 
um, in a good way. I would recommend everyone read it. It's fantastic. It's not YA. Surprise, surprise. Mm, One of my favorite books is not YA. It's just a straight-up adult contemporary. It's so good, though. She's very good at painting her characters so that you knew exactly who you were talking about. Mm. I will say, as much as I did not like the adaptation the movie did... Yeah. I loved their cho- their their choice of actor and actress. I did. I, I even liked the fantastic. the second string of actors and actresses as like yeah. the people for the family, her boyfriend at the time, even though that is a very big yeah. name actor. Her, her, if you guys haven't seen it, her boyfriend at the time, not Will, but her actual boyfriend that she's dating is Matthew Lewis, who played Neville Longbottom in Harry Potter. But here's the thing. Matthew Lewis does an amazing job of being a a jerk he it's so good like it's so good like the character in the book is a gray a jerk jerk. and And matthew lewis and it's not because oh matthew lewis himself is a jerk no like from everyone that i talked to from like the i guess three people that have ever met matthew lewis he's actually quite nice he's great like he's an awesome guy apparently yeah he's a really nice man he's just a fantastic actor because you can play neville as a kid and like grow up and become this cowardly yet heroic character Mm -hmm. and now you can play a jerk and you're also just like a legitimately good guy that sings karaoke and marries everyday people from disney world like are you kidding me yes he does that yeah so he the one of the people that i know that knew him worked at disney world and well, i guess disneyland is that florida disney world is florida disney right? world is florida disneyland is california so disney world he went down there and a friend of mine met him at a karaoke bar and he was even like talking to her group now they didn't sing karaoke together or anything but like mm. he t- came and talked with everybody and specifically with her group mm. spent the week at uh universal and at um disney world and then ended up starting to date another girl that worked at disney world and now they are married just an average everyday girl she was just working a ride or working a concession i don't know what she was working but Mm -hmm. he met her at disney world and they just got married like two weeks ago and she's from the u.s exactly (laughs) it's a fairy tale come true i don't know why i'm fangirling about matthew lewis when i'm supposed to be talking about books that made me cry cutie is oh my goodness i just i love okay that that point in the book though when her i don't remember what his actual name is though her actual boyfriend when he basically like throws the biggest fit about her wanting to plan this amazing vacation mm-hmm. for um i want to say will and that's not his name or is that his name what the for the guy that she takes care of yeah that's will will, will trainer so he throws this big fit i actually backed him up did like, you i did i was like you know what if i was in their shoes right now and my partner came to me and goes i am planning this phenomenal vacation that for me and will are going on and you're not invited that to. me and this person are going on that you're not invited to and it's the same time you're supposed to be going with me on a vacation. Granted, it's not... It's not a dream vacation. It's not a it's dream not, vacation. Yeah. It's going up to the Antarctic for some race that you're yeah. not even going to be a part of. But I want you to come. Yeah. Like... I definitely... I'll agree I felt, with you I, I kind of agreed yeah. with him. I was like, you have a right to be mad at her. 
I will say that. And do you ever find yourself not agreeing with stuff that's super agreeable just because you don't like the character? And I, the only the only thing I'll say is like, okay, so I did not like the boyfriend character. I didn't think they were meant to be together. I didn't think that they worked. I think that he disregarded her feelings a lot and that the whole relationship revolved around him. For that reason, I was not upset when she was about to go on a vacation with Bill because I was like, yeah, I want to see where this goes. However, the realist in me the whole time is like screaming under you know the brain that's thinking right now like no they're in a relationship she is committed to him i would be jealous too like he's not in the wrong here no matter if he's the bad guy or not like, i don't think he was a bad guy i feel he's like he's just not the right guy for her well and there's, they had nothing in common they didn't have anything com- well they had something in common at the beginning of their relationship but then when he went on a like diet diet exercise bodybuilder whatever yeah a lot of that stuff wasn't they weren't compatible with that she doesn't like to exercise because you know she's big chested and coming from two women that are very very big chested (laughs) exercising is not always a fun thing for us no i mean i definitely need to do it more because at five nine i'm sitting at 200 pounds but like i'm not I, I'm happy with where I am. I can run up a flight of stairs and not have an asthma attack afterwards. Like, <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I went on a 10-mile hike and only had a panic attack once. Thank you. Mm. Um, no, but... I just... I While there were moments of crying for me for Jojo Moyes, me before you, I had more moments of... I, I just... I had more moments where I kind of raged with the character or raged at the characters because when he, when they're on the beach and, and she basically pours her heart out to Will Mm -hmm. and Will just sits there and goes, I love you too, but it's not, but it's not enough. Uh I wanted to jump into that scene and literally strangle him and go, you want to die? Huh? You want to die so bad? I will help you right now. I will help you right now. It broke broke me. But see, there's the difference. You got really sad and emotional for her. You got offended. And I took offense (laughs) of this. Go, you have this amazing woman in front of you. A woman that has shown you above and beyond that she does not, A, pity you does not treat you like a trial and that is willing to go out of their way to try to make you happy even when they she takes him to the horse races he knows it's all to make him happy Uh but he still treats it like shit yeah because it was a bad experience it was it was a terrible experience but at the same time as much as it broke me i can still understand where he's coming from because he loves her so much and he knows if I stay around just because she loves me, her whole life is going to be nothing but her taking care of me. It's going to be her wiping my ass. It's going to be her making sure that my medicines are distributed all the time. Yeah, we love each other, but when is she going to get tired of being a babysitter? A literal babysitter. Yeah, I think he we does. We can't have kids. Like, Yeah, I think he does stay. He does say that in the movie. He's like, you don't understand how much it pains me to not be able to hold you the way I want to. Yeah. And I was I. After looking back on it, after all the the discussions we've had about this book, honestly, I find in that moment, I forgive him and my heart slightly melts. 
I will say for a book that I loved so much, I rated it five stars. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I cried over it. I was really into it. It is a part of a series. Yeah. And I have never picked up the other two. Because Honestly, I don't know if I can emotionally handle them. But here's the thing. From what I, I... We got the book that had the teaser of the next book in the back. Yes. And I honestly... had I got hype about it. I had no desire. I read the teaser and I'm like, wait a second. Did you not go to Paris? Did you go to Paris? And then it wasn't well, what you Well, you gotta wanted. read the next book. I don't know. But I haven't. I mean, I can't get on you because I haven't done that. It's been two years. I reviewed this... Uh, let me see when I reviewed it. I reviewed this in June of 2016. Dude, it's been like a year and a half. Two years. No, two years. Yeah, it's literally been two years. Mm-hmm. Hold on. Yeah, June 10th. June 10th, and we're recording this. I mean, it'll be out the end of the month. So, I mean, whatever. A year and a half. A year and a month. Whatever. I don't know. A I year can't do and math. Three days. Mm-hmm. I can't do math. Um, but I, I gave it, uh, you know, five stars, and I literally... Which means nothing on her code of ranking. Okay, because literally, like, if I... Okay, I will say, the funny thing is, is I rank the animes that I'm going through right now so much more harshly than I do books. <laughs> like, if I can read a book from start to finish without mm-hmm. putting it down, even if it's shit, I'll probably give it, like, at least three stars. Yeah. Ashley is not afraid to give a one star. Not afraid or at all. Or just to state that I DNF'd a book. Yes. Well, I mean, I DNF'd Cowboy Bebop, so I mean, that's the same thing I'm doing with the animes. For example, mm-hmm. I am... Um, almost through uh, season one of uh, Oregon High School Host Club. I don't know if it's only one season. I'm, I'm yeah, like 12 episodes only, through. It's only one season. Um, part of the reason I know it's not going to get five stars yeah. is that the outro music to Oregon High School Host Club is the worst yeah, thing I have good. ever heard in my life. It's like that cousin Steve you have that has a garage band uh, that you really okay. don't want to listen to, but he always provides you with some dank weed, so you go over there anyway. <laughs> like... It's so, so bad, guys. I'm telling you, you should pick up the, the manga. That I will. I you're you're going to have to just find You're going to have to buy it. Probably off Amazon. That'll be something fun for me and Jesse because Jesse really enjoys reading manga and he's liking or on High School Host Club. So hopefully that'll be a good one for him. It I doesn't make it, me cry, though. Yeah, like these, do, you know. The only moment, they don't, they don't touch on it in the anime, but there was a moment, I think it was like book... 13 or 14 where there's a thunderstorm oh yeah it's and in the, she it's goes in the anime, and she locks herself in the closet and then he... no this is actually she's out on like an like she goes out on the town with one of the twins like she just runs mm-hmm. into one of the twins and the twins just kind of doing whatever he wants to do because mm-hmm. he doesn't have his brother with him and normally yeah. they're very twinsy yeah well and she yeah she yeah they they just walk and he kind of like learns a little bit about her and she learns more about him as an individual and not as a A twin a twin and um somehow they get stuck in a thunderstorm and she like he the one of it's the it's a scene where they like he's going oh gosh it's a thunderstorm we need to get cover and you you see this clap of lightning come by and the next scene the next uh, square is he's standing by himself and he's like where, where, where'd she go kind of moment yeah. and um he goes and finds her and she's huddled in a church under some sort of table that has like a thing under it and he just kind of gets under the table with her sits next to her and just holds her that's cute and 
it's much different than the interaction that she has with Kamasi. Yeah, because he blindfolds her and puts earplugs in, and then everybody walks in on them, and they think he's doing some, like, pervy BDSM thing yeah. with her. <laughs> I find that much more sweet, and the bo- the their interaction, he does provide headphones. Yeah. Like, I was, he was listening to music, so he's like, he just puts the headphones on her and pushes play. Yeah, which is really sweet. And they listen to music together, and she can't hear the thunder. That's cute. I think that's more sweet than Kamiski putting your, like, doing what he did. Yeah. I mean, the whole thing with Oran High School Host Club, though, before we finally get off this topic, because that has nothing to do with this topic. But it's like they legitimately know that their show is crap, and so they'll they'll call it out. Like, do you know how many times that Jesse and I have counted that they have broken the fourth wall? Mm-hmm. Or said, in the last episode, we just talked about this. Like, they know we're on a show four times so far. Yeah. Four times. We're on episode they, 12. They, they very much in that anime break the fourth wall. The thing that I've noticed with this anime is that I I think it the way the anime was done is I don't think the author gave them full access to what she was working on because mm-hmm. the endings don't match up. Ooh. Like, she was still working on the books as this came out. Well, I think a lot of them do that. Though. Yeah. So, it goes off on its own tangent. I'm okay with that. And the books <laughs> do their own thing. So, I, I'm i a soul. I love those books. Well, I mean, I feel like if we're getting back on the topic or whatever, though, Me Before You did the same thing. Me Before You, yeah. I th- once again, I thought was very well written. And although I really enjoyed the casting mm-hmm. for the movie, mm-hmm. I don't feel like they captured the characters as well they should have. They they left out huge chunks of really important stuff. And it's not like the movie was too long. The movie was, like, just, I think, just at two hours. Yeah. And they left out huge bits of information where I'm like, you definitely could have given me 20 like more minutes in this Like her reason with the maze. Yes. I thought that was very well done. And both gentlemen in her life know why she's the way she is. And they don't, they don't explain it in the movie at all. Right. They don't explain that. They don't even bring up the maze. No. She literally, like, there's that part in the castle where he's bringing her out of the museum and they walk past the maze and she's like, no, I just really don't want to go in there. And he's just like, oh, okay. That's not what. That's not what happened. Uh, like she actually explains to him what happened, yeah. and he sits there and listens. And then after that, I think he just like, "You want to go for a ride or something?" Yeah. And she's like, "What?" And he's yeah, like, "Hop on. on." It's it's so good. So if you if you want a book that's going to make you feel all the feels, read what was yours into the deep words in deep words blue. in deep blue, or me before you. And I didn't mean that. For that to rhyme but it did and i'm nope. not all that upset about it nope i'm okay with that too i mean as always you can always read harry potter and cry at that because i can name oh. at least seven times that i cried in harry potter i'm gonna have to reread it like i, yes. I think yes that, you do that's gonna have to be a thing because my memories of harry potter are very sporadic i still cry reading harry and i know it's gonna happen but like especially like when dobby dies bawling my eyes out i did not cry um the very first time that i read it i cried when dumbledore died but i didn't like i don't cry about that anymore Mm. Uh, but the very first time i read it i remember going down and like holding my mom for a second after Mm. dumbledore died and she was like what's wrong and i was just like mom i can't tell you because you because my mom used to go see the movies with me i said i can't tell you and she was like honey 
I'm not going to go see this one. All these midnight premieres, your mom's getting old. I can't do it anymore. And mm-hmm. she's like, I was like, Dumbledore died. And she goes, what? <laughs> like, she got so, I, I don't think that's what she was expecting. <laughs> what? Oh, my gosh. That was, my mom and I don't see eye to eye on many things that are like, books and movies and tv shows like we just watch my mom can binge hallmark movies all day long and every time i walk mm-hmm. over and hallmark's on i want to puke like we are <laughs> See, total opposites i don't like hallmark either i like you i like you too Thank you. <laughs> like i can't stand hallmark but but legitimately my mom got so into harry potter for mm-hmm. me and i will never quit thanking her for that because mm-hmm. i think that's part of the reason that i grew up to be the awesome kid i am <laughs> i remember uh when the order of the phoenix came out and my dad had read order of the phoenix first and then <gasps> daddy what are you it's doing because there's a car outside <gasps> the big bad car your dad had read order of the phoenix i'm listening <laughs> My dad read Order of the Phoenix first and then gave the book to me and I had to go off to band camp. Yeah, I went to band camp. <laughs> this one time <laughs> at band camp. Continue. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, it was just one of those like, yeah. So I was reading it and he, the one time they called to check up on me halfway through the week, my dad got on the phone. He's like, so um, how far into the book are you? I was like, oh, I'm about... 50% of the way through. He's like, yeah. um, okay. I was like, why? Is, do I need to know something? He's like, no, no. Um, <laughs> just, uh, curious <laughs> on, uh, where you're at. And I was like, well, I'm, I'm at where they're getting ready to go. Um, actually they're planning on going to the ministry of magic. He's like, oh, okay. Okay. Um, so, um, what, what do you think about, um, Sirius as a character? No, he didn't. Yeah, he did. He was like, oh, I like him. I think he's really cool. He's like, oh, okay. Oh, okay. What about Remus? You won't think that much longer. (laughs) No, he didn't say that. He's like, "Um, what about Remus? Like, oh, I think Remus is really cool. He's like, really? Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to, like, get you off that track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like, um, so what do you think is going to happen? I was like, well, they're going to go and they're going to go retrieve the object. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's pretty much what it is. Uh, Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I'm leaving out huge plot points here, but pretty much, yeah, they go uh, and they get the thing. They do that thing. And I was just like, yeah, yeah. I mean, that was that was that was that. And I'm just like looking back on it now. I'm like, he had to be sitting here going, "Oh my god, my kids." She doesn't even know. She doesn't even know. She's at band camp. I can't hug her. I can't. Should I drive to band camp and wait? (laughs) Like once I got home, he he was like, "Um, did you you finish it?" I was like, "Well, they just got into the room where they have all the orbs." He's like, "Oh, okay, okay." Um. So, so you like it still so far? I'm like, yeah, yeah, no, it's really great. I really yeah. enjoy it. It's like, okay, good, good, good. <laughs> After You're I read done. the whole thing, though, like, I remember running downstairs because I had, I, we also had the audio or we had the tapes, uh, cassette tapes. Oh, cassette tapes. Yeah, we had the cassette tapes. So I was reading along with the cassette tapes right at the end. And, um, I went over and he was downstairs and I went downstairs. I was like, you didn't tell me he was going to die. And my dad's like, what was I supposed to tell you? Like, yeah. yeah. I was like, hey, Ashley, <laughs> I know you're a big camp, but Sirius is about to die. I was just like, no, why could you not have like warned me? He's like, how could I have warned you? You, you were going to find out eventually. And I was like, 
Did you even at least get, like, a pre-cry for Sirius then? Oh, no. Like, that one was one of those, like, wait, what? No. No. So you raged over Sirius? No, it was just one of, the, it was one of those, like, unbelieving, like, not crying, yeah. but just, like, no. God, you're heartless. Even as, so a, even as like, a 16-year-old, I was still going, no. I mean, the one, no. I, the one I definitely cried the hardest for was still Snape, for sure. But I don't want to keep talking about Harry Potter too much because that's uh, all next month. I know. We need to be better about. I know. We're spoiling, spoiling. It's just so hard to not get on Harry Potter tangents. Mm. You know what? If you, if it makes you feel any better, instead of Harry Potter, I could easily start talking about a Yeti in the Mist. Would that make you feel a little bit better? <laughs> <laughs> no. So, guys, listen up. <laughs> One day... I promise you, one day it's just going to be a podcast of me talking about a Yeti in the Mist. It's gonna, we're gonna get to that point, and uh, I feel like that'll just be a very special occasion. Random stupid shit that we've read. <laughs> that was not random stupid or shit. That was a work of art. <laughs> I'm now looking at my bookshelf, trying to think. God, what have I read that was just god awful? That I was just like, what am I doing with my life? Do you hear how she talks about? The beauty that is a Yeti in the mist, you guys. Do you he hear this? Red Elit. It was. It's art. It's uh, speaking of art. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Future episode idea. Okay. Elit. Is it porn or is it tasteful? All right, I'll do that. Yay! I get my way. That'll happen <laughs> in August at some point, though, because all of July we are hitting you with some Harry Potter. I am yeah. very, very excited. So. Yeah, stay tuned for that. Yes. Okay, well, this is it. I am wrapping it up because we've been talking for almost an hour, and we talked literally about two books for one hour. Does that make you feel like we are I'm awful or amazing? I'm a boss. Yes, you are. You no, own not it. really, but yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, well, I'm Megan. I'm Ashley. And this was Wine, Wine and Dine. Dine. The ladies of Wine and Dine would like to thank you for listening to tonight's episode. If you have a wine you would like to suggest or maybe something you would like the ladies to read, please email us at wineanddinepod at gmail.com. I mean, but seriously, if you can just give me like five minutes to talk about a Yeti in the Mist, I promise you it's going to change your whole life. Girl, you've been telling me about Yeti in the Mist now for over a year. You realize that, right? You I mean, read yes. that like a year ago. Oh, I'm totally aware, but you still haven't read it. I will never read it. <gasps> We're going to see. Never.